The best healthcare is there in ways big and small. There when we most and least expect it. We may not see it, but we feel it. It lets us know we're not in this alone. Everyone deserves a healthcare partner who never quits. One who's there for what matters. United Healthcare, there for what matters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Financially Fit Podcast. I am your host, Andre Creighton. I'm so happy to be here with you all today. Uh, For those that are returning, thank you for continuing to rock with me. For those that are new, welcome to the podcast. I hope that you find something fruitful out of our conversation today. Uh, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Dave Ramsey. Uh, If any of you all um, have you know, have been in a tough financial situation, you may have turned to Dave Ramsey for some guidance. And, you know, he is a very well-known individual that provides a lot of strategic tactics that can help individuals uh, get out of debt. It's been said that he's helped nearly 10 million people uh, transform their financial journey and, and get out of debt and on the path to being financially fit. Um, and you know, what I want to say is that just like anything, uh, you have to take all things with a grain of salt, uh, and you have to be able to figure out what are your values, what are your goals and how do the things that someone else is telling me fit into that. Right. Uh, I can think back to in my mid twenties, uh, I had accumulated a little bit of debt and I was searching for a way to get out of debt. Um, You know, I could say that I was potentially desperate. Um, You know, I had a strong financial background. And while I'm an accountant and I do very well with, you know, helping companies with their financial health, um, I haven't always been great about my personal financial health. And, you know, in the times when, you know, you're lacking in that financial health, Sometimes you get desperate and you're looking for the quick fix. And as I always say in this journey that we're on, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon, right? It's about being maniacal every single day towards your goals and doing, accumulating a a stat sheet of doing the same things over and over and over again and building those good habits that will lead you to the financial success that you are looking for. So I think back to in my mid-20s, I had a little bit of debt and I tapped into Dave Ramsey and I started listening to a lot of his episodes. I started listening to, you know, the different uh, testimonials of people that were coming onto a show and saying how they were in debt and um, he was talking them through how to get out of debt. And, you know, I left that one of his episodes and went to my financial advisor and said, Hey, I want to stop my whole life insurance right away because Dave Ramsey told me so, you know, and I think at times we get in this thought process of, you know, if they can do it and this was the journey that they went on um, and that helped them get out of debt, then it can help me too. Right. 
Dave Ramsey talks a lot about how in his younger life, he got into a lot of debt purchasing real estate uh, and he ended up filing for bankruptcy and that transformed his life. And he was able to cut down on his spending, really understanding what his needs and wants were and focusing on the needs and less on the wants. And now he's worth, I believe, millions of dollars, right? Uh, I believe that, that that they said that his net worth is somewhere around $300 million, right? Um, which is astronomical, right? Um, for a lot of people, especially someone that has filed for bankruptcy in their past, to be able to elevate to that type of level gives them the credibility, right? To run the type of program that he runs. And I think it also gives people a little bit of a false sense of um, that they can achieve that as well, right? Uh, and sometimes it, it almost leads you into this cult mind of thinking that I need to do every single thing that Dave Ramsey said so I can be the next person that has a net worth of $200, 300000000 million, right? So I think about some of you know the theories around Dave Ramsey, and he talks a lot about how whole life insurance, you shouldn't have it. If you have it, you need to liquidate it right away, and you should be using that money differently, right? Um, so I talk about how I went to my financial advisor, like, hey, I want to cut my whole life. I was maybe about three to four years into it. I had a long conversation with my financial advisor. We talked about why it would, would potentially be important for me to stay on the whole life insurance. And, you know, ultimately he told me, you know, you're a finance guy, you're an accountant, you should go and do your own due diligence so you can make your own decision, right? So I went and moseyed along and I did my own due diligence and at the end of the day, I decided to keep that life insurance policy. And part of the reasoning why I wanted to keep the life insurance policy is because it's one of the only vehicles that you can liquidate without tax implications, right? Um, a lot of the knock on life whole life insurance is that a lot of people feel that it doesn't move at the speed of inflation, right? You're not getting the returns at the speed of inflation. And um, you're better off putting that money into the stock market, right? Because we know the S&P returns 10 to 12% historically, right? Um, but what I found for me is that that whole life insurance policy is just a piece of the pie to me diversifying my investments, right? Um, and it has turned out to be a very, very good vehicle for me. Um, I think about two or three years ago, um, I had been driving my Dodge Challenger for 10 plus years. Uh, I was looking for something more of a family car as I was just getting married, having a kid. Um, so I, I sold my Dodge Challenger and I purchased a Mazda CX-9, a lot bigger vehicle SUV. And I didn't necessarily want to liquidate all of my savings. So I tapped into my whole life insurance policy and was able to take out a loan on my whole life policy that I could pay back, right? Or if I didn't pay it back, it just re reduced my death benef benefit, right? Um, and that turned out to be a really good option for me to have some liquid cash available to be able to get uh, my needs taken care of. So let's talk a little bit about some of Dave Ramsey's method method methodologies, right? And let's talk about, um, you know, whether or not it should fit within your lifestyle or your financial goals, right? Dave Ramsey leans heavily into saying that you should pay for everything with cash, right? You shouldn't have any debt. 
You shouldn't have any credit cards. You shouldn't take out loans. You shouldn't take out a car note. You should pay for everything with cash. He even goes on to say that you should not go out and buy a new car. You should go and buy a beater. And for me, my thought process on that is um, I disagree. I don't. I don't think that you should have you should pay for everything with cash. I think that the a lot of the most successful people that are financially stable, they learn how to leverage debt, right? They learn how to be able to use debt to their best abilities. And when I say leverage debt, I mean they're not maxing out their credit cards, right? Um, but they're all but they're focused on being able to use their credit cards, but then also paying it off when their statement comes out so they aren't getting that interest, right? And I think about how he talks about, you know, buying a beater car, right? So you go and buy this beater car with all cash and Dave Ramsey's theory, and the car breaks down in five months, right? So now you're either pumping a lot of money into this vehicle to get it fixed, or you're turning around and you're buying a brand new car because the beater broke down, right? And the best analogy that I can give you is my father is very frugal. Um, he is a very frugal person. And I can think about my dad. He would go, and it could be something as simple as buying an iron, right? Some An iron to, to iron your clothes, right? He will go and buy the cheapest iron, right? And the thing would break down in a month. And you would think that a person would go and buy a more high quality, high quality iron, right? But he'd go back and buy the same iron again, right? And that is kind of the mentality that I get when I think about Dave Ramsey's theory on buying a beater um, and, and using cash for it. I much would prefer to get something that's quality that I know is going to get me to a, from A to B. Maybe I have a loan on it uh, and I'm leveraging that to be able to have the car that's going to last me five, six, seven, eight years, right? I talk about how my Challenger, I had that thing for over 10 years. Um, it was very reliable for me. Uh, I paid, the, the car was paid off in three to four years. So I had six to seven years where I wasn't, I didn't have a car note and I had a very high functioning car that at the end of the day, I was able to end up selling uh, and getting some money back to put towards my next car. In the instance where you're going and buying a beater, you might not actually be able to have a car that you can sell um, to put to get money to put on a down payment for your next car. So I just caution you when you're thinking about some of the theories that Dave Ramsey presents, you know, really think about how does this fit into my financial picture, right? You know, the other thing that Dave Ramsey talks about is the snowball uh, effect, right? And what the snowball effect is, if you have a lot of credit card debt, the thought is that you pay on a credit card and you pay that off. And once you pay that off, whatever the payment was for that credit card, use that money to put towards the next credit card on top of the money that you've already been paying on that credit card, right? So that's what they call the snowball effect. And Dave Ramsey's, while I agree with the snowball effect, I don't necessarily agree with Dave Ramsey's theory of paying off the smallest amount of credit card debt right away right? That breaks all financial principles, right? If you are a, a very strategic finance person, you know, we're taught to pay off the highest interest rate debt, 
right away, right? Because that's the debt that is accumulating more interest on top of the principal that is going to drive up the amount of debt that you have, right? So you would think, in essence, that you would want to pay off that debt first, right? Um, his theory is that you should pay off the smallest piece of debt first. And the reasoning for his theory is that it's more of a mental aspect, right? Um, his, his belief is that mentally being able to pay off the smallest amount of debt and getting that win is what is going to propel you forward to continue to pay off the other debt. And he talks a lot about how if you start out with the highest interest rate, or highest interest rate debt, and maybe that's the largest debt you have, there is potential that you might not follow through on that because of how um, long it's taking you to pay that debt off, right? And his theory is that if it's taking you that long to pay it off and you give up, that's worse than just being able to pay off the smallest debt. And I do agree with that. But what I would say is that if you are a person that has mentally changed your mindset that I'm going to pay off this debt and you're focused, all financial principles say that you should pay off the highest interest rate debt right away. The other thing that Dave Ramsey talks about is that you should, when you're paying off debt or if you're in debt, that you're in trouble, right? And you're in trouble, that means that you need to eat like a bird. That means that you shouldn't be eating out. You shouldn't be going on dates with your significant other. You shouldn't be traveling. All of these should not of things, your lifestyle needs to change. And while mentally I understand that, we all know that life is so short, right? Life is is incredibly short. Um, I think about someone who was very iconic as I was growing up as a kid, um, Kobe Bryant, right? Rest his soul. Um, someone who won, you know, won lots of championships, very successful in his field, was entering into the next stage of his life where he was promoting women basketball and starting to do a lot of things in that space to move women forward in the, in the lens of sports um, in, in our society. And then tragically, he loses his life in, in a helicopter crash. And I just think about someone who had done a lot of things right, uh, likely was in a very financial stable uh, situation. You know, someone who had flown in, in a helicopter to and from practice in two games time and time again, right? Um, and then just has this tragedy where the one time uh, things go wrong and he doesn't make it out. And it, it's just unfortunate. So when I think about that, that is the lens that I'm thinking about, that life is too short not to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So while Dave Ramsey says you should cut all those things out and focus on your debt, I believe that you can have your cake and eat it too. I believe that you can focus on your debt, and I believe that you can be, you can, you can enjoy the things in life that bring you joy and you can figure out how to minimize those things where it's not impacting your strategy to pay off your debt. So that's that, that's another thing that I want you to be conscious of when you're going through and you're maybe thinking about whether or not you want to do Dave Ramsey's program. Um, the other thing that Dave Ramsey talks about is he talks about how your credit score isn't important. And I just wholeheartedly believe that that's false. Um, you know, and the theory that he has around that is if you're paying for everything in cash, 
then it doesn't matter if you have a credit score because you don't need to take out debt. And what I believe as a financial person is that I am always balancing risk, right? I'm always thinking about how can I manage the risk? Um, and when I think about risk, right, if you don't have a credit score, <clears throat> something catastrophic happens and you have to dig into your liquid liquid assets, right? Um, so your cash and you're just draining that, right? Now you have no credit score. You have no ability to get a new car. You have no ability to get a new home. Um, I believe that it's better to have options. So while Dave Ramsey means well, and he has certainly helped a ton of people, I certainly think that there are things within his kind of theories and methodology that we need to take with a grain of salt. Um, not all things that he presents to you are, are bad. Um, I certainly do think that if you went through his program, you will get out of debt. Um, but it, it's at what cause um, to your entire financial picture and your risk that you're taking on. So for those of you that are thinking about Dave Ramsey's program, um, I hope that you learned something in this episode today. I hope that you can go into that program and be able to take pieces of the things that he's telling you, but then also figuring out what do I value? What is important to me in my entire financial picture? What does my financial journey look like? Not what does the financial journey that Dave Ramsey is telling me to go on look like? So hopefully you learned something today. As I always say, the power is in how much money you keep, not in how much money you make. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing you all again. Take care. Bye. It's not just another day in your life. Things are changing for the better. At Comcast, we see those changes and we're thinking about how we use technology today to live, work, learn, and play. And we're building for the future now, so we're better prepared for the wants and needs of tomorrow. That's why Comcast is rolling out multi-gig internet speeds to more than 50 million homes and businesses before the end of 2025, making our already industry-leading network even faster, smarter, greener, and more reliable. Over the decades, Comcast has been your partner, working hard to serve your community, and will continue to be your partner. We're expanding our gigabits so you can enjoy the tiny bits that matter most. You know Shaletta makes you laugh, but did you know Shaletta Brundage can also make you think and boost your business? Media personality, activist, and comedian Shaletta Brundage founded Shaletta Makes Me Laugh to celebrate and share the best of black culture. It's a podcasting platform. You can download 10 weekly podcasts hosted by African-American subject experts at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com is also a production house creating broadcast quality commercial content. And Shaletta and her team of storytellers create powerful promotional campaigns 
to get businesses the brand awareness they're looking for. Some of Minnesota's top businesses trust Shaletta, and you can too. Get out the word about your events and products and get in front of communities of color with ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. She's got the power to help your business. Are you a woman known as a good listener? Do you have skills in de-escalating situations? Are you what they call a people person? Then the Minneapolis Police Department would like to meet you. Now in a rebuilding phase, the Minneapolis Police Department is recruiting more women to wear the badge. The department offers career options for women with a high school diploma or GED. There are also opportunities for women with two- and four-year degrees who are ready to apply their skills in new ways. Police work makes a great second career for social workers, teachers, nurses. Women in their 30s and 40s are welcome to apply. There's no age cap. You'll be paid while you train and mentored by veteran women officers invested in your success. Minneapolis also welcomes current police officers to join the state's largest department. Make a difference on the streets, working in your community, in a career with competitive salaries and generous benefits. Go to MinneapolisMN.gov and search police jobs to find out more. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future. A plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com. You started your business with an idea and a plan for the future. A plan that got you off to a great start. But now you see new opportunities as well as new challenges. Work with a banker who understands your business goals and knows how to help you reach them. Work with Bremer Bank because understanding is everything. Put us to work for you today at bremer.com.